It's true that some things change as we get older. But if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with MIDI Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at MIDI understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause. And MIDI can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms, not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Now it's time for very serious football talk with the man who met his wife on a blind date, chaperoned by his parents. They actually came along on the first date with us. There was a... No! I rode in the back seat. I was 22. The man who needs to take a minute to remember the names of all of his children. Do all of your kids have the same first letter? <laughs> no, actually. Um, let me think. Do any of them... Mason, Cole, Isabel, and Lucas. The man who can defend you in court, but will probably choose not to. I'll cop to this on a public setting right now. I am an aggressive cuddler in a consensual oh. sense. <laughs> Comma, officer. Good grief, he's a pastor too? When does this guy sleep? You will you will find Seth Kaiser everywhere except for in his or your bed, because not only does he not sleep, he's also a faithful husband. So that's that's important. It's Seth Kaiser of The Athletic. On Almost Entirely Sports. It's Tuesday, so we have Seth Kaiser. But the byline is ever so slightly different today. Of course, it's still Seth Kaiser of The Athletic. Of course, it's still Seth Kaiser, one-third of the Impeccable Times Arts podcast on The Athletic. <laughs> it's also Seth Kaiser, uh, at Real MN Chiefs fan on Twitter. But it's also Seth Kaiser... Of something new, not even something resurrected, something brand new, Seth Kaiser. Tell the people. <laughs> That's a great introduction. Thank you. It's hard to live up to that. Um, I, I've, I've kind of gone ahead and started something on my own. Um, uh, a lot of people who are listening to this probably remember the, the Chief in the North podcast, which was a lovely a uh, time in which I would talk for 40 minutes and for some reason people listen, <laughs> which, you know, we all have our tastes. Right. Um, <laughs> I have resurrected that name, but uh, I, I've started a, a site, I guess you'd call it, you'd call it a newsletter would be more accurate, called the Chief of the North Newsletter, which is basically, it's been a long time coming. Um, it's my effort to get more Chiefs content and more detailed Chiefs film review and maybe a little more commentary, like fan-type commentary, directly to Chiefs Kingdom. And everything that's gone on over the last few months has kind of helped, you know, what do I really want to do in terms of, you know, trying to figure out if the sports industry has been, you know, a little weird. Yeah, that's... that's and I've just, uh, I just, it just fired off today. It just got started, and I could not be more excited. Because um, one of the things I've wanted to do for a long time was my own thing. To where it just, I, there's no worrying about, you know, uh, clickbait. There's no worrying about search engine optimization. There's no worrying about anything like that. It's just 
people who are fanatics about the Chiefs are looking for content and film reviews and things to get to know the sport and the team better. And I, I think I can provide that. Here's the thing, folks. I don't, I, don't know if, I don't know if you need me to say this or not, but I'm going to say it. You're listening to this. You're listening to Seth. Seth's podcast numbers are always good. I know some of you are here, Fairweather Seth fans. Times ours has been great. You're there for Seth. You're reading The Athletic. Yeah, you're getting Nate Taylor. You're even getting Alec Lewis, that old scrub, talking about the other sport. But you're following Seth Kaiser around, and you're following him on Twitter. And again, I cannot stress enough, you're listening to this segment, your most important duty as a listener. If you would like more work from Seth, it's not... This isn't this isn't him drawing on a whiteboard, do, doing little doodles, and then writing a, a seventy-four thousand word stream of conscious, uh, unpunctuated garbage fire. This is that good, good. It's right here. So how can they get it? Um, so they can get it. Um, it I'm, I'm utilizing a, a site called Substack, which is basically a site that helps deliver newsletters right to your email. Um, and so there are a couple of ways you can find it um, at, at um, MN, as in Minnesota, chiefsfan.substack.com. You'll find the, uh, the Welcome to the Chief in the North newsletter and a massive film review of Chiefs wide receiver McCole Hardman because you can't start a website without content, Josh. I've heard. This is what um, I've heard, yes. And so, and I'm sure we'll talk about this shortly because we talked about Hardman recently. I went and reviewed four games of his throughout the year. Um, from like week two and then a couple more towards the middle of the season and then the AFC championship game, charted every route run because, of course, you can't just pick the highlights and wrote about some of the traits that he showed and his development throughout the course of the year and because that's the kind of insane thing that I do. And so that's there on the, the, the Chief in the North newsletter. And so mnchiefsfan.substack.com or you can go to, to my Twitter pinned tweet, That'll bring you there. Yeah. And right now, yes, this is a subscription thing. This is where. Hold on. A- hold on. Seth, get out of the way. I'll handle it from here. Thank you. I've got three things I'm going to do for you, Seth. One is I'm going to help you make a bit.ly where you can just say it's bit.ly slash something. It's going to take people right there. I'm going to help you do that. We're going to do it. Number two, the pen tweet thing. You did it and you mentioned it. And that's good. You're, you're already following Seth on Twitter at Real MN Chiefs fan. There's a link right there you can click. Here's the thing. Here's the thing about, you know, you know what uh, the sub and Substack stack stands for stands for subscription. Probably. I don't know that right now. If you go sign up for, for Seth's newsletter, your first year, if you do it right now, your first year is a dollar a month. Here's why I interrupted you, Seth, because I thought, oh, here's a funny bit. Seth's going to say you can sign up for it for $12 for your first year. Uh, I, I thought I was going to do this fun joke where I say, hey, and if you actually just uh, PayPal me uh, half that price, I'll just forward you the, my copies of it. And it was going to be a fun joke about how I'm going to profit off of your work, which people could argue I'm already currently doing literally right now. But that wouldn't even be worth my time for me to for, for me to take this for $12 for a year and to forward it out to everybody would literally be more work than it was worth for me to help people steal it it's $12 for your year um so let let me explain that I am going to spend $12 on lunch tomorrow i so here here's the deal Seth bought um, me a $30 barbecue plate one time. 
That was hilarious. You also bought it for yourself, so just so we're on the same page. Seth didn't get, so here's Seth the didn't get a side salad and a water or anything, all right? We both got the same things. Right. No, no. Oh, oh, yeah, and it was delicious. Was I, I'm not even a little sorry. All right, I'm out of the way. Um, this is back to you, Seth. The, I appreciate that. And, yes, I, you, go to, you can see my pinned tweet. It'll bring you right to the site where you can take advantage of the sale. Basically, the, the, the normal price, which this is as low as I could set it, is $5 a month or $30 a year. The thing for me is I know there's a lot of people right now that, you know, things are – there's a lot of uncertainty. Um, they, you know, a lot of people are hurting financially. And I just – I can't get past the idea of someone not being able to read things that they want to read about the Kansas City Chiefs in a time where we need distractions. And you and I have talked about this in the past, that sports do serve a purpose. I work in a really stressful field. I need sports in my life. Maybe that makes me weak. But I need it because otherwise I would find the tallest building and jump the crap off of it <laughs> after some of the days that I have at work. And I think a lot of people are like that. And I don't want people, well, for one, to jump the crap off of tall buildings, mm -hmm. but for two, to say, oh, I can't subscribe. And so I found an end around, and Substack allows you to have sales. And they're, they're temporary things, but you can pop them in there. And so I just <laughs> I hit 60% off because why not, Josh? And that turned out to be $12 for a year or $2 a month. And the reason there's, there's even a price on it is because I want to be able to put time into it. You know, if you read that McCall Hardman review, which is available for everyone, I, only the first one's free. You know, I mean, we've all known a few drug dealers in our day. Right. It's only the first one that's free. Um, the, to put time and energy into it, which you'll see I, I do, if you've been reading my stuff for any length of time, film review takes time, doing it well. Anyone can look at a few highlights and tell you about a player's best traits. What's tough to do is review snap after snap after snap and figure out what they're doing consistently. And you have to review every snap to do that. There's just no short way of doing it. And in order to do that, it takes time. And if I spend any more time on football things without some form of compensation, my wife is going to throw me off the crap off that <laughs> tall building and so she can collect the insurance money and make more money off of me dead than alive. So that I, I'm really excited about this, and it's an opportunity I, hopefully to find that balance between enough of a few bucks being kicked in here and there to make it sustainable but also to where anyone can get it if they want. Um, I never want price to be an issue. Uh, and so I, I'm excited. The response has been unbelievable. Like I thought maybe a few dozen people might be interested and it's been more and people have just been so awesome to share and be supportive. And it actually was so overwhelming, the, the support that I was supposed to like, the site was supposed to officially open tomorrow with the McCole Hardman film review, mm -hmm. but people responded so much yesterday that I was just like, ah, I'm just going to drop the Hardman film review today. And tomorrow I'll be posting the first subscriber only article, which is going to go over um, the leak concept that the chiefs used for multiple touchdowns and big plays last year and how Andy Reid dressed it up differently every time. As your friend and uh, business advisor, officially, which is what you told me I am now, uh, I'm, sure. telling, I'm telling you, you're doing a you're doing a remarkably dumb thing, and and this is this is ridiculous, and your price point is absurd, and I'm upset with you. <laughs> 
As a friend of everyone listening to this right now, Seth is doing you a remarkable favor. What are you waiting for? There, that's There's the dichotomy that I'm currently living in. And also, you may have literally, while we were talking, Seth, gotten an email about another sign-up. That one was me. I signed up for the private, the, for the, the, the sort of, uh, I, don't, I put my email in, basically, when it was still in test mode. I've now I've uh-huh. now sent you my twelve dollars and I'm still with interest. That that's just the interest for that barbecue plate is my actual concern. <laughs> hey, look there you are. I see you. Um, and please, I think please don't read my email be- on the air. I, I I won't. But you'll get like a fun response email from me. Um, oh, that's, that's good. That's what yeah, I need. That's yeah, what I need. I need so- emails from you too. Great. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm already deluging your life with. With with TikToks that I find in the music, which oh by the way, I had something happen to me, and I know you know I'm looking forward to talking some Chiefs. We should talk about we'll McCall Hardman and the leak concept. Yeah, absolutely will. Uh, McCall Hardman is going to be good. Yeah, he is. I had something happened to me today. I was meeting with a social worker prior to a hearing, and she was um, she she's pretty fresh out of college, and she's you know explaining to me the case and all this stuff. Well, we had a few minutes because the judge was late. So I was making small talk with her. So, you know, where'd you go to college? How long have you been doing, et cetera, et cetera, just being polite and whatever. And she says to me, she's like, yeah, you know, you know, it's, you know, I, I'm just out of college. So I know that's probably a little different, you know, for you. And she's like, yeah, I'm on TikTok. It's an app where you, she was old personing me. Yeah, she was. Yes, she was. <laughs> Oh. And so I, I whipped out my phone. I said, hang on one second, young lady, which didn't help. <laughs> no, it didn't. And I showed her the app, and she goes, oh, my goodness, you TikTok. And she, and then she said, there's the – what did she even say? There's the, like, the, the mid-aged adult option or something like that. And what? she ruined my day, and it took everything in my power to not throw her out of my office. So that happened to me today. It was awesome. Is there, sorry, is there a middle-aged person option, and what does that entail? I don't know what she meant. I was afraid to ask. And so it's it's not like a middle-aged option. It's like you can shift your preferences, I think, to where you only see certain things, which, by the way, is a good thing for someone like me. I try to be careful what I see. Let me just tell everyone who's listening the fact that I and my wife watch TikTok together is not an endorsement of everything you see on TikTok because people are wild, Josh. There are there are things on there that, that I have to very quickly get away from. But it's also hilarious, and uh, I, I'm really enjoying my new bit of sending you at least one TikTok a day. No, I'm also enjoying it because it is, weirdly enough, I, I, just, I think that TikTok is going to end up being – well, I don't know. Maybe maybe you're – I'm sorry. I wasn't really paying close enough attention to remember what specifically this woman you were talking to today out of college, what her specific title was. But uh, may, whatever whatever she is generationally, I'm wondering if TikTok is just going to alienate specifically millennials. There was that tweet that went around earlier that was like, here's what TikTokers are saying, what Gen Zers are saying on TikTok about oh, yeah. millennials. <laughs> and it was totally – it was totally fair. Uh, but I'm wondering, I'm wondering if, if TikTok is just going to be for Gen Zers and then whatever you are, the greatest generation. I can't, I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Oh, 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 oh <laughs> man. It's actually kind of funny. Cause I think what happened was TikTok came out at the perfect time, right? Cause suddenly everyone was locked in their house with nothing else to do. I think TikTok was out long before that. I think that's when you found TikTok, but that's okay. TikTok was found by me at the perfect time. That's right. Because that's everyone was locked in the house. And so I think what happened is my experience is like a lot of adults who, you know, look, 
people in their 30s are generally working. We're mm-hmm. grown-ups. Mm-hmm. We generally have other things to do. Now, not all of us because, again, I'm watching TikToks with my wife. And so now there's like this wave of people doing TikToks that are my age or older. Yes, Josh, people older than me exist. Don't do it. Yeah, can that that happen? And and so there's very funny videos there. And it has been interesting to me to watch uh, Gen Zers make fun of millennials because some of the reactions I'm seeing from millennials, which I think I'm at the very edge of being a millennial. Are you really? Okay. That sounded way more surprised than I meant for it, too, to be honest. That wasn't a joke. That was my genuine reaction, and it was pretty um, aggressive. I, it was pretty aggressive. I, if I'm recalling, the very fringe of millennials are, like, born in 80, like, 85, 86. And 80. I was born in 85. 80. It says um, millennials are born between 80 and 94. So I'm the I, – I was born in December of 94, so I am the youngest oh. millennial. Yeah, you see, you're you're a fringier millennial than I am. I'm yeah. right there in there. So it's it's been interesting to me though watching millennials realize that they're becoming the establishment. <laughs> right, right. And it's 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 such a fun. Not thing to fast watch enough, happen. I may add, but yes. <laughs> it's it's a fun thing to watch happen though, where people are like you know, yeah, fight the man. It's like you're a vice president of a bank. <laughs> like who do you who do you think you're talking to right now? It's like I mean, I've had friends, and and I I, I would never out them here, but like you know, I've I've had friends that I went to law school with that were telling me all about greedy corporations, and I'm sitting there thinking, you haul down four hundred grand a year as a corporate lawyer, you are who you're talking about. Then I don't say anything. Because because I'm too nice. So that's been a fun thing to watch happen to people. It's better for me to be the the youngest millennial than the oldest Gen Zer, right? I feel like I would be eaten alive if I was if I was the oldest Gen Zer. Yeah, they're pretty wild, man. I would I would I would steer clear. I'm old enough to where I'm kind of like away I'm above the scrum at this point. Yeah, I'm just an old dude with a tie. Right. So you, you Hey, and fun like socks now. Fun socks as well. Yeah, I do have fun socks. It's been life-altering. I'm um, wearing Pac-Man socks today. Oh, huge win. I love those. I thought about getting a pair of those for myself. Yeah, I've taken to walking around the office without shoes at times just to show off my socks. <laughs> I don't know if that's – I don't know what that that connotes age range-wise, but it is powerful. Also, you can now go to bit.ly slash fan and you can go right to the page to subscribe to the Chief in the North newsletter. Hey, you fixed it for me. Thanks. I think I, I, I think I think that worked. I, and if not, you know, we'll figure it out during the break or something. Um, but yeah, so there we go. That, that bit.ly slash MN Chiefs fan should take you right to a place to enter your email. I don't know if it'll immediately prompt you to enter payment info, but if not, it'll be like one click away from that. So uh, there you go. Seth on Substack. Do you want to talk about McCool Hardman or something? Yes, I would love to. We talked about him for like five minutes last week um, because this review was incoming uh, forum TBD. And now here we are. You said that that he is uh, very fast. Also, this article is free. So please, please don't hide all the good stuff from me again this week. Um, did, did, has anything changed with another week under your belt of going through uh, McCole Hardman cl- games and, and cutting the clips and seeing what exactly he can do best? Uh, the the fast thing is obviously still the headliner. Um, it's so important. I, it, it just it gets annoying doing this, and I'm sure it's annoying to listeners. 
But it's kind of like when you describe Mahomes as being a playmaker or being able to throw the ball from multiple angles. Mm -hmm. You can say it, but you have to reiterate and you have to repeat it because otherwise people think, oh, yeah, he can throw from multiple angles like Matt Stafford. No, not like Matt Stafford. Mm -hmm. Oh, well, he does it from multiple angles like Aaron Rodgers. A little closer, yeah, but you have to reiterate. It's like, no, it's like no one else. Yeah. Hardman, Hardman is not... How do I, you know, okay, I'm going to phrase it this way. I've been staring at film for hours watching Hardman and Hill run routes on all 22. I think Hardman's top speed is faster than Tyreek Hill's. Wow. I, I really do. Now, Tyreek Hill, because he is not human, mm -hmm. the way that guy moves, if you just turn on the all 22, even if it's a little blurry, you can't really tell who people are if you're on a small screen, you can immediately tell who Tyreek Hill is because he looks like Reggie Bush looked in college mm -hmm. um, or like Tavon Austin looked in college. Like guys aren't supposed to look like this against pros. Yeah. Um, but Hardman, Hardman has a much faster stop start than most other players. He's just not a freak like Hill. Right. Um, but his top speed and his acceleration, he dusts everyone except Hill. And so it's important to continue to reiterate this over and over again, that he is Deshaun Jackson fast. He is, you take Tyreek Hill out of the league, he's the guy that everyone's talking about as probably the fastest player in the league. Um, and he's not just fast, he's smooth. And that's the thing that I really would want to talk about in terms of his development over the year. You see he's got smooth hips, he's got smooth feet. You can tell he used to play corner because he's got a little more quickness in his feet than most really fast guys. And as the year progressed, even though Andy Reid kind of limited his route tree, which he absolutely did throughout the season, I'm guessing that's why Hardman didn't see as many snaps in the playoffs because he didn't have as much of a variety of, of, of routes that he could run. But you see him getting smoother and smoother in and out of his breaks and more and more comfortable with sudden stops, like just on a quick curl route, which I know, you know, look, a curl route is wide receiver 101. This is McCole Hardman's third year playing wide receiver. Yeah. And he's got to be in Andy Reid's offense. And so he's learning everything on the fly. But his footwork was improving throughout the year. The way he handled contact improved throughout the year. And that's what I really wanted to focus on in the article was, did he get better as the year went along? Because there's a lot of fast guys in the graveyard of NFL wide receivers who never amounted to much. The, the key is, can he improve on those refined skills? And he did throughout his rookie year, and what he does in 2020 is going to depend in large part on, on whether or not he continues to take a step forward. Yeah, and I think I almost asked this question last week and then bailed because it felt like such an unfair question. But but do you feel like now, with the full piece being done, you you could hazard an educated guess on, on I guess, sort of trajectory for him and, and what makes sense as far as a, a reasonable expectation seeing the what, – what, and you can dive in more if you want also on, you know, game one through the, the end of his, his rookie year, looking ahead now to, to year two? I think that unless Andy Reid does one of the more classic Andy Reid things and favors the veterans, mm -hmm. I think he's going to take Demarcus Robinson's snaps, by and large. Now, there's going to be plenty of snaps for both of them, mm -hmm. but I think you're going to see a flip in terms of who has more. I also think that if Sammy Watkins is not careful, and then again, there's a lot of ifs here, right? If yeah. he keeps developing at the pace he was, which is no sure thing, but if he does, 
I think Sammy Watkins better be careful that he stays healthy because when you put Hill and Hardman on the field at the same time, it puts defenses in an impossible situation in a way that Sammy Watkins just doesn't. Watkins is very explosive and fast, but he's not McCall Hardman fast. I would project him to be the third wide receiver in the offense, Mm -hmm. and if Watkins gives him a window, I, I think he could jump him. Now, this is an overly optimistic and maybe he just stays what he is. See, yeah, you're going to hate this because I'm hedging. Yeah. But if he stays exactly what he is, he's still a wildly important player in the offense because so much of it is predicated on the Chiefs being faster than everyone else. At this point, I mean, I think that I'm, like, very likely parroting a take of yours back to you now. So I don't think you're going to be surprised by any of this. But I – I it was was – talking about trying to get those McCall Hardman snaps, even on a more limited route tree last, last year. I, I wanted yep. to see that kind of explosion last year added to the offense in a new element. And, and this part is specifically just, just taking your opinion and, and handing it back to you again. The chiefs love Sammy Watkins so much that like I, they, they could literally end up with a clone of Tyreek Hill, but he's only been in the league for one year and he only been in the offense for one year and I just kind of think that Watkins is going to get a bunch of snaps and Andy Reid's going to give him a, a lot of targets and a lot of time in the offense. He's going to have a nice statistical season. He's going to go get another contract somewhere else and go be the guy in, uh, you know, who knows where, Cleveland. Or not Cleveland, Cincinnati. There we go. Sure. And, and that's not necessarily a terrible thing. It's so easy to forget that Sammy Watkins, when he's healthy, is a really good wide He's receiver. really good. He's really good. I just you, – you know this about me, I think. I, I like the one dominant trait. If you give me a well-rounded yeah. player or one dominant trait, I'm going to end up taking the latter. And I'm not always going to be right, but I'm going to be inclined to take the latter. And that's not a terrible idea, especially, you know, because you're not talking about being Al Davis to where it's just speed, like a Darius Hayward day. Right. You're talking football players with one dominant trait, not just that's track right. guys. Yeah, replacement level skills player. in other places. I mean, yep. yeah. And, and Hardman has that. And when you combine that with it being in the Chiefs offense, it, it adds this complete other dimension. I genuinely have no idea what teams are going to do if yeah. Hardman makes the kind of jump in his route running from year one to year two that Tyree Hill did. I have no idea what they're going to do other than just push, grab, hold, and hope that they've got refs swallowing the flags, which honestly is a lot of what teams did last year with a few times they had success, or hope that Mahomes is hobbling around on one ankle. Mm-hmm. Um I think they are going to primarily go with Sammy. I don't think Sammy's going to be able to, even if he's completely healthy, has the best year of his career, he's not going to overtake Kelsey or Hill. They're just better than he is. Yeah. Um, but I do think he's probably going to get his 100 targets this year. And I think part of that is loyalty. And you know what? Andy Reid won a Super Bowl doing it his way. Who am I to talk? Um, but I think part of that is just that well-rounded player. He can line up literally anywhere. I think it does. When you watch the route combinations the Chiefs use, it is handy having a guy out there who can do it all. Yeah. And you can line him up anywhere, and you never know what's coming. And that's where some of like the leak concepts and stuff that, that I've got coming up here on the Chiefs in the North newsletter that you can subscribe to. It, 
it, it, it, the route combinations are almost the point, not one player winning with an overwhelming trait. And so I think that's why you might see one more year for Hardman where he's still waiting a little bit. Yeah. The one caveat I would put on that is, again, if he makes a jump, not just a steady improvement like he did throughout his rookie year, if he makes a jump in route running, I think it becomes impossible to keep him off the field, and I think you see a ton of three-receiver sets where it's Hill, Watkins, and Hardman. I, and which, by the way, I'm I'm good with the three wide receiver sets and Travis Kelsey out there. That sounds great. I'm here for that. Uh, but I think you made a good point there, maybe a little nugget in there. Uh, that's that's the point that it's not that there's a route McCole Hardman can't run that they just have to write out of the books for him. It's that having the ability to run any route in the offense at any given time, that that is an exponential that's an exponential grower in terms of your usefulness in the offense, I guess. Correct. And that's something that they're going, he's going to need to show this year. And it's not easy. Not everyone can do it in Andy Reid's offense. Um, you know, an example I'd give would be Dwayne Bow, who, you know, when he, his physical skills deteriorated a little bit, they deteriorated fast. Mm-hmm. But he was still, people forget how good Bow was. Yeah, he was great. For a few years, and he just couldn't do it all. Mm-hmm. You know, that's why when Jeremy Macklin jumped right into the offense, he had that varied skill set. He could do everything, and boom, just hopped right in. It's one reason Travis Kelsey's such a great fit. Now, Kelsey would be incredible anywhere, but you can line him up anywhere yeah. in Kansas City, and he can run any route. And so that, that really does limit your usefulness your first year. People have got to remember, go back and rewatch Tyreek Hill's 2016 season. Yep. He didn't get asked to do as much as a receiver as McCole Hardman was asked to do last year. Now, part of that was injuries, but it gave him crucial, valuable reps. And I've had, I've had, I've had both Tyron Matthew and Patrick Mahomes' personal trainer tell me, now this is on Twitter, so I'm not giving mm-hmm. away anything here, that they think McCole Hardman is going to have a huge year. Yeah. I, I'm on board with it. I, I, I tend to think that as well. And if you'd like to see that in action, bit.ly slash uh, fan can take you to the place to subscribe to Seth's newsletter. The first one you'll get for free. Um, but kind of like we did last week, let's take like a minute here. Introduce the leak concept uh, review that you've done and, and give a little preview and why people should be interested in that whenever it comes out in the newsletter. Absolutely. So it, it should be coming out in the newsletter tomorrow. Um, the leak concept, it, it's a pretty common passing concept at this point. It made its way through the college ranks, might have even started high school, I don't know. The idea is basically you've got a receiver or tight end is where it started off. Go from one side of the field to the other as though they're running a drag or a basic crossing route. And then as they near the sideline, they turn up the field. I've seen people call it a drag and go, mm-hmm. not to be confused with a drag and go, which I just think is fantastic. That's got to be something. But it, got, it's got to be that. It's got to be a drag and go. Um, and the basic idea is it's a long developing route that in the meantime, you've pulled away the deep safety to where ideally you've got someone open. Simple concept, relatively speaking. But what makes it fun, and this is what the overarching thing I'm looking at, is how the Chiefs ran it multiple times for huge plays last year. And when you watch the play, there's no way for the defense to know what's coming because it looks so different every time. And so one of the things Andy Reid is always praised for is window dressing, right? Lots mm-hmm. of Bill Belichick talked about this once after Reid had destroyed him on Monday Night Football. He said Andy's always done that. He's always had lots of formations, lots of shifts. You don't know what's coming. That's what this article is focusing on, how Andy Reid, 20 years later, 
is taking coaches by surprise. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's a beautiful thing to watch. It's the same play on multiple separate occasions, and it looks so different every time. And I promise if you subscribe and read it, you will giggle, and it'll be fun. I'm really excited for this one because it's something that not it just it's it's so specific but so important. Uh, I'm really excited for it. Again, you can get on the newsletter if you go to Seth's pinned tweet on Twitter at Real MN Chiefs Fan. Uh, also, uh, Times Ours and uh, his work in the Athletic. Just follow him on Twitter at Real MN Chiefs Fan. Seth, thanks for having me. <laughs> Dang it, Josh! I thank you for having me. That's Come right. On. Hey, Seth, thanks for being here. Hey, thanks for having me, man. Bazinga. You're listening to Almost Entirely Sports. Steven. Who said that? Me, down here. Oh, what are you, a yellow booger? I'm a banana slug, Steven. With Joshua Briscoe. What are you doing in my room? I'm your sense of adventure. It's been a long time since we've had an adventure in the forest. Mom took me to the forest last year. I'm a slug, Steven. It took me a long time to get here. On Sports Radio 810 WHB. Thanks again to Seth Kaiser for joining us again to get in on his new newsletter. Uh, go to his Twitter account. It's the pin tweet there, and I, I don't have to guess that he'll do excellent things, make excellent content on that page. And again, still in the athletic, still doing time czars, all of that. But always, it's always exciting to see somebody um, pick up a new thing, a new project like that, and uh, no doubt whatsoever that uh, that'll be Really, really excellent. So uh, looking forward to seeing where that goes. Looking forward to continuing to talk about it. And uh, specifically, McCall Hardman, there's some stuff in there that I think we'll, we'll continue to unpack over the next several weeks, months, really. The Chiefs have kind of gone dark at this point. And uh, hopefully we'll hear from them again sometime around training camp. Whatever that means. Whatever that looks like. But for right now... We end up on day two of talking about Mike Gundy. This, for a minute, was about a t-shirt and a, a TV channel. But it's not really, and I feel like that's one of the more important parts of the conversation at this point, it is we are having as traditional a conversation as we've ever had in terms of a college figurehead and a college leader, a college sports leader, and relating to his players, working with his players. This this tension has has taken place on so many campuses, so many times throughout all of college sports. This is not unique. We just have two things that, that sort of spark out at, at this particular issue. One is that we have we have the OAN t-shirt and everything that comes with that. That's that's the spark though for a situation already soaked in gas. And two is that we have players in college sports right now who are willing to let that fire burn. Willing to say, hey actually we have some power here. We'll help you put that out, but not for no reason. Let's actually have this conversation now. And so two two things here that I want to make sure we're all we all get before we kind of go to the next step of this. One is that this again goes way beyond the first apology, which we played last night. So you know, I know my shirt in sensitive times and we're gonna have changes. It was all very vague. The only, Chuba apologized. Gundy did not. 
He apologized for tweeting about it instead of going straight to Gundy, although if you think that him going to Mike Gundy would have solved anything or gotten any change going, I just think you're I, – I don't th- – honestly, I don't believe that anyone believes that, truthfully. I, I don't really think anyone's even had that take. But a, a bunch of other things came with this story beyond the OAN shirt. We talked about that a little bit and kind of what all comes with that last last night. I genuinely don't – I'm not super excited about trying to argue about uh, a fringe TV network. But uh, wide receiver – I'm quoting here from the Sporting News. Wide receiver L.C. Greenwood, who entered the NCAA transfer portal in January, wrote in the since-deleted post on Twitter that Gundy would call him a hood rat and a thug and threaten him over his clothing choices. Others backed the claim added stories of their own. Former Oklahoma State linebacker Patrick Mac- uh, Macon wrote that Gundy would tell him and defensive back Cannon Williams they were in danger of being sent back to South Dallas. Uh, he also wrote that Gundy would ignore him off the field. Uh, again, hood rat and thug. I was called a hood rat and thug on multiple occasions, being been threatened to send, be sent back home, all because of wearing a do rag and sleeveless shirts. Um, McCon says at least he talked to you. He can only pretend to be on the phone with someone whenever I seen him in the hallway to avoid interacting with him. That was very uncomfortable. Uh, he threatened I was going to get sent back to the hood numerous times. How many times did he say he was going to send you back to South Dallas? This is a culmination of a bunch of things with Gundy. And uh, by the way, like he had talked about the OAN thing in April, which again, we can litigate. If I believe that we were all on the up and up here, this would be a lot easier. Like he said, he, he said in April, I was, th- I was flipping through stations. I found one. Don't even know if anybody knows about this. It's called OAN, One American News. It was so refreshing. They just report the news. There's no commentary. There's no opinions on this. There's no left. There's no right. They just reported the news. And I've been watching them last week, and they're giving us the news, and they're giving us more information. In my opinion, some of the positives are coming out, so that was refreshing. That's a comment he has about this organization back in April, which we didn't really talk about here because – you know, is that do we need to talk about it? Well, now we do because it's another indicator of this larger problem that's happening in Oklahoma State. And whatever your whatever your political leanings are or whatever, I, I don't think you can know anything about this channel and argue that it's free of commentary. Like, that's wild. That's objectively, like, that's an easy one to say. Well, it's not free of commentary, and it's definitely political. Like, which is fine. Tons of news outlets are. As long as we're honest about differentiating, we can say, hey, here's a progressive liberal podcast. Here's a far-right conservative net news network, whatever. Like We, we, can, we can deal with the individual issues on that. I, I'm trying to have faith in adult, the adults in the room that can have conversations about content that gets past being defensive over labels. And, and so, I, again, I, I don't even really feel the need to litigate that because I, I think we're all capable of having those conversations if we believe that we're capable of having those conversations. And if you don't want to, that's fine. Just don't tell me that we can't. You know what I mean? Let's let's have honest conversations and have those conversations with people who are interested in having like like intellectually honest conversations who want to be actually talking about these things smartly. And that exists all over the spectrum of political ideologies and whatnot. Um, also, well, there's 
plenty of people who don't want to have those conversations. That's whatever. But the thing that, that this spills into with Gundy is, again, this, this continued this continuing like spiral of, hey, this is a fuse that's connected to a bunch of powder kegs over here that you get the apology from Gundy from yesterday where he talks about, again, change coming. Listen to the second apology that came out. This one's a higher production value. He's clearly reading it, whatever. You can read a statement. That's fine. You listen to the apology. You tell me what you think. I'll tell you what I think. I had a great meeting with our team today. Our players expressed their feelings as individuals and as team members. They helped me see through their eyes how the t-shirt affected their hearts. Once I learned how that network felt about Black Lives Matter, I was disgusted and knew it was completely unacceptable to me. I want to apologize to all members of our team, former players and their families for the pain and discomfort that has been caused over the last two days. Black lives matter to me. Our players matter to me. These meetings with our team have been eye-opening and will result in positive changes for Oklahoma State football. I sincerely hope the Oklahoma State family near and far will accept my humble apology as we move forward. So if the last, like, half of that is honest and, you know, that's something he genuinely feels and believes, that's great. I, I'm willing to cut this apology in half if we're assuming, like, you know, he had help getting the words right, whatever, or he's not very good at reading off a teleprompter, whatever, that's fine. I'm not here to, to, to make fun of poor reading. I'm really not. And I think the second half of that is, is worthwhile. The issue is that the second half is a different message than the first half of that apology or the one from yesterday. And I, there just there has to be some middle ground here between I reject all apologies and I accept all apologies no matter what, they're, what they say or who they're written by. Like I, I, am, I am taking the ground of I remain skeptical of pseudo-apologies that look like hostage videos. That's, that's where I'm at at this point. Not because Gundy can't believe that, but because nothing else from his actions so far have indicated that he actually believes those things. It's why the third, sweep, the, 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 the third swing at it from Drew Brees meant more to me than one and two. One and two felt like apologies by a PR firm that was saying, I'm sorry if I offended you and, uh, you know, let, here, I'm go- I've, I've learned. And then the third time around, there was some evidence of learning. We can do that. I am, I am willing to extend those opportunities to anyone who's actively learning. I am not gatekeeping learning. But again, did you, did you hear the one thing that leaps out to me in the context of these players that say he called them thugs and, um, and was going to send them back to the hood and wouldn't, or wouldn't talk to them or called them a hood rat? Like, these are all things... Like, I can't imagine, it makes me a little uncomfortable to just sort of circle back over that and read all of that to you. I can't imagine trying to weaponize that at someone. He apologized for the the, the, the hurt that's been caused over the last two days in that video. He said, I apologize for what, I don't remember what the phrasing was, but he specifically said, these last two days. And that's not what his players are telling him about. 
That's not what his players are saying the hurt has been levied over. This isn't about a t-shirt in two days. It's about this culture that they're saying, hey, this doesn't reflect what what we want here. And it's not, please spare me like, oh, it's co- it's these college kids, these soft millennials or Gen Zers we figured out. Whatever. N- no. No, I, I, I can't imagine that you listening, wherever you work, I work in sports radio. I'll, I'll make the reference point on this one here. But I can't imagine where you work. If someone if someone called you a thug and, and meant it, or if they said, hey, do your job or I'm going to send you back to wherever you came from, you, you wouldn't go, you wouldn't just, what, shrug that off? I mentioned I work here because this environment is super weird. Like, the environment that we have here is unlike... I also worked at Chick-fil-A. You know what I'm saying? This is different. And I love it. Like, I I know I know that um that Lebo has there's a great chance Lebo's gonna he's gonna smack the drink out of my hand. Not with a not I have like a lid on it. We're getting fresh carpet. Lebo's not a monster. But I like that like it's it's a it's a it's an environment that probably reflects locker rooms or whatever. A, a, a sports world because it also extends out to press conferences and working with beat reporters and all of those things, right? Where, where it is, where it is like cordial and can be tongue in cheek and is communal and feels like a community of sorts, right? Those are the words that always get thrown around in in conversations about sports. But this isn't what Gundy's been doing at Oklahoma State. Like pretending, pretending to be on the phone with someone to not talk to you and be be called a hood rat by by your boss, by your superior, by the coach that makes millions of dollars as you work there for free. That's a bad work environment. The players are realizing they have the power to change that now, and good for them. This is almost entirely sports with Joshua Briscoe. Cleveland State has a coach named Dickie Nutt. And I'll now move on to another topic. On Sports Radio 810 WHB. I had one more serious take, but it's a really tough line to bring more fire after. No, I'll do it anyway. I'm, I'm, uh, you might be able to tell. I'm just so tired of trying to figure out how to give the most possible leash to people, the guys specifically like head football coaches that are in charge of a large number of, in this case, like literally like student athletes. It just it just feels like we want so badly for Mike Gundy to nail this, but whenever it all starts, Chuba Hubbard has to come out and be the one person to apologize in the video for tweeting about it when he should have gone straight to Mike Gundy. Why do we do that? Why do we so desperately want Mike Gundy to actually be the victim here? Like, you could just apologize for being a jerk and having some very racially charged choices of words throughout all of that. I don't know, man. I wanted to talk about the mental image that people have whenever I say I'm buying an axe to chop firewood in my backyard. We'll talk about that tomorrow. We'll be on at 8. We'll talk to you then. Bye, Mom. 
It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today. Day to has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.